Hey, Playmakers, real quick before we get into today's episode, if you're one of those listeners that just cannot wait for that next episode to drop, and if you're over on YouTube and my website binging my content there, I just wanted to say thank you. It means the world to me. But just remember, the free stuff will only get you so far. So if you want my complete proven blueprint for opening a successful and sustainable play cafe or indoor playground business that is profitable from day one, I want to invite you to join me inside my signature course, Play Cafe Academy. Head to the show notes right now to get instant on-demand access to all 12 modules, your detailed pre-launch checklist, your 34-page business plan template, your plug-and-play financial model to help you estimate your startup costs and project your revenue, and everything you need to save time, money, and frustration throughout your entire opening process. For a limited time right now, you'll also get an entire month of free access to Playmaker Society, my invite-only membership created exclusively for Play Cafe Academy students who want to work with me personally to optimize and scale their businesses through coaching, guest experts, legal and operations templates, and plug-and-play resources, plus collaboration with over 220 other owners, plus so much more. Head to the show notes and choose your preferred way to pay in full or over time right now. You'll get more information on the current bonuses. You'll see some success stories of those who have gone before you and exactly what to expect when you join us inside the program. I will see you there. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. All right, Playmakers. So in my last podcast episode, I spoke about just how important it is to have clear, high-quality images of all facets and angles of your space, both on your social media profiles and on your website, and we talked about why that's so important. Plus, if you recall, we also made a pledge to not let something that is so easily fixed cost us any more customers, bookings, or sales. And in the last episode, I shared some of my best tips around getting professional photos taken of your space, and I shared how you can make that process really affordable and plan ahead so that you can get the absolute biggest benefit from your investment. And while setting up a professional shoot can give you a collection of high-quality, ideal images to use across your website and marketing materials and that you can use again and again in social media graphics and promotional materials, all that good stuff. Overall, these will likely end up accounting for less than 5% of your total photos of your space that you take and share over the years. And sure, this 5% of photos can be absolutely game-changing and Pivotal when it comes to booking out your services, especially if you're expecting to command premium prices. But today, I want to talk about the other 95% of the photos that you and your team take and share of your business. 
you know, the photos that you snap in the day-to-day of it all, likely using your phone's camera or someone else's camera on your team. Because ideally, our feeds and our online profiles should have a mix of these very staged professional shots and more authentic, on-the-fly content. Staged professional photos are meant to showcase our spaces more as a blank slate that can allow our potential customers, and in this case, specifically party or private event clients, to envision their events taking place in our facilities. So in this case, it's best to make these photos simple and free of chaos that can sometimes be distracting and honestly really detract from the space itself. But again, mixed in with these, it's also so crucial to show the fun and joy that your facility brings to those who visit. You know, really put your personality on display, if you will. This means snaps of birthday kiddos with cake all over their faces, you know, candid shots of a mom having an adorable afternoon out with her toddler, maybe some behind the scenes shots of your team making lattes or doing some fun party prep, stuff like that. And since most of us are not professional photographers ourselves, nor can we afford to have a photographer in our spaces at all times, I have a very special treat for you today. And I had to go into the archives for this one. And I really had to flex my editing skills a little bit because if you guys don't know, I script, record, edit, post. I do everything for this podcast 100% myself. So this was a little bit of a challenge for me, but it was so worth it. And I'm really, really proud of this episode. So way back in 2019, we had a guest expert who's a professional photographer and brand identity expert. And she came into Playmaker Society and did our monthly training all about how to take visually interesting, cohesive, and professional-looking photos all from our phones. And as always, while the full training is reserved for my Playmaker Society members, I have seven tips straight from the training from Naomi that I'm going to share with you here on this podcast episode today. And the best part is almost all of her tips that I'm going to share with you today are either free or extremely affordable to execute. I'm talking like under $20. So again, no excuses anymore for not having a wide variety of clear, high-quality images for your customers and potential customers to see. And I actually grabbed seven individual trips or trips clips from this training so that you can actually hear in Naomi's words, how you can put your best foot forward when it comes to showcasing your space visually online. And by the way, if you want to unlock this guest expert training in full, along with over four years of additional monthly trainings from both myself and other guest experts, head to the show notes and learn more about my two signature programs, Play Cafe Academy and Playmaker Society. And again, if you click the Play Cafe Academy link, you'll learn more about the difference between the two programs and who is a good fit for each one. Because Playmaker Society does have some prerequisites and it's definitely not for everybody. So again, all of that information is linked in the show notes. All right, let's dive right into it. So Naomi's first tip that I wanna share is about utilizing light in the photos that you take for your business. I have 
firmly believe that 99.9% of the time you do not need to spend money on, on lighting equipment. It is around us. Um, and natural light is always the best option. Um, there's very, very few instances where it's not the best option. Um, so unless your facility is, um, a very, very dark space as in like in a basement, um, where there is essentially no, no natural light coming into it. Obviously you're going to have to get a little creative then. Um, but assuming it's not, uh, then natural light is your best option. Um, and, and you utilizing that natural light is, is always going to create the best, the best photo for sure. All right. So now that we know natural light is always the best first choice for photos, next, Naomi is going to share a little tip. If your space doesn't have a lot of natural light, or if you don't have a lot of windows, or if you have to take a lot of your photos for your business after hours or early in the morning, when there's just not as much natural light. I would say that if you do have to utilize um, equipment to create proper light for your for your photos, um, I would probably first look at a light box. Um, the bigger, the better, uh, because basically what a light box does is it mimics natural light. It's a soft light that it makes um, and and mimicking natural light is going to be your best bet. Um so I would probably look into that. A ring light can can give the same effect because it does create kind of a soft light. It's what I'm using now, so it's not super harsh. Um, but uh, the larger the light, basically, and the the more diffusion there is on that light, which is, which a a light box will create, the more it's going to look like natural light. Um, so yeah, if you have a if you have a dark space, that's going to definitely be a better option to look into. All right. Now that we covered the basics, we're going to start getting into the details here. So first, Naomi is going to share some specifics around different settings and tips and tricks that she uses to get the best possible looking photos from an iPhone or Android. So for example, I would use portrait mode if I'm kind of trying to zoom in and show like, um, like if I'm taking a picture of my daughter and I'm getting close to her face or close to what she's doing, maybe she's painting or something. And, uh, there's some depth behind her, um, which means basically there's some space behind her and the background, um, or there's, there's some space in between her and the background behind her, then you can use portrait mode and it's going to create that like blurred effect. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is called bokeh. If you care to know, it's, uh, what, yeah, it's what photographers try to, to create depth with. Um, but you can do that on your phone, which is great. Portrait mode is the best option to do that. Um, if you want to create more of a kind of an open photo uh, where you're showing a lot of a bigger space, um, then if you have, for example, on an iPhone um, and most phones these days, you can kind of, you're going to see on, on the screen, there's going to be like a 0.5 and then a one and then a two. Um, and if you have an iPhone, that's what it'll look like. It'll be something similar, most likely on an, on an Android. Um, but basically it's just different zoom levels. Um, and if you go to the 0.5, it's going to pull it out and show you kind of a larger view of the area around you. Do that. Yeah, it's super helpful or just like zooming out as far as you can. And um, and that's going to be a great option if you want to take like a picture of your whole space um, and it's an entirety. So people can just kind of see the whole space, um, what it looks like if they have never been there. Um, yeah. So and, and if you want to do like bird's eye view or like get down on the ground, just play around with those settings, um, because once you play around with them, you're going to see what you like better. But um, a variety of those different kinds of photos is definitely going to create more visual interest for people looking at your content. 
All right. So in this next section of the episode, Naomi's going to talk about creating visually interesting photos of our spaces. So if you feel like you've been in kind of a creative rut lately and like you've just been taking and posting really similar repetitive pictures of your space again and again and again on social media, this is for you. And I really love Naomi's very specific and practical tips around playing with different angles and trying new things with your camera to, again, really showcase your space in a whole new light. So I guarantee you, you will not be able to walk away from the next two tips without a great idea to, again, show something different or bring that freshness back to your feed and show your space in a different, interesting way that will make people really want to follow you. So I had to put two different tips together for this next clip because I just could not choose between them. I wanted to bring both tips to you in this episode. So without further ado, here is Naomi about creating visually interesting photos that will keep people coming back to your feed and always seeing something new and different. A little trick, actually, if you are taking pictures of, for example, if you have like kids playing on the ground and you wanted to take a picture that is more interesting than just you standing there with a camera, um, take your phone and flip it upside down and stick the camera part on the ground and take the photo upside down um, because this is going to get your camera as close to the floor as possible. And it creates kind of like a bug's eye view. Um, and generally when you, when you put a camera or place it in, in, uh, in a position or a place that our human eye doesn't usually see, like from up high or down low, those photos are usually a lot more visually interesting, um, to look at than ones just taken from our eye view. Yeah. If you feel like you're ever running out of content, things to take pictures of, just look in your space and look at every single object in it. And then a little exercise you can do is pick one object and then say, just challenge yourself. How many different photos can I get out of this one object, putting it in different places um, next to a window on the floor, bird's eye view, take a detailed picture of it, just experiment. They're not all going to be good. Um, That's the great part about it is you can delete as many photos as you want. Um, but just play around with it and see how many photos you can, you can get out of one object. Um, and it really jogs your, your creativity and will help you to kind of figure out how can I, how can I look at the space differently and get different photos of the same space? All right. In this last clip for this episode, Naomi is going to talk about editing your photos and making your entire grid or your entire website look very cohesive. Even if the pictures were taken by different photographers or at different times or if you're using a mix of professional images and more on-the-fly type images, like we talked about earlier in this episode. And again, what I love about these tips is they're either free or extremely affordable to execute. So without further ado, here are Naomi's tips about editing your photos. Generally speaking, um, photos should always be edited after you after you take them, before you're presenting them. Um, and really just because editing gives... Um, It's kind of the same way that taking a photo from a different viewpoint or a different vantage point can make it more interesting. And edit kind of always makes a photo a little more interesting as well, Um, just because it's kind of makes it, gives it a little bit of an otherworldly feel. Um, I would avoid super, super heavy edits that kind of 
um, overpower the photo. You do want to keep it looking natural. Um, but what an edit does basically is when you use the same, um, edit on all of your photos, it just creates a really good sense of cohesiveness. Um, especially if you're, if you're sharing your photos on social media, um, for Instagram in particular, it's, it's a really good idea for all your photos to have that consistency. Um, and the reason being when, when people land on your feed and they see consistency and they see what they like, they're a lot more likely to follow you than if they're, they're not really impressed by your photos. Um, so it's just a great way to kind of draw people in once they land on your feed or on your page. Um, and I just recommend using Lightroom mobile. It's a free app. Um, and then find yourself a preset. Um, I usually go to one, two, three presets, which is a really great website. It's got super cheap presets that I have been thoroughly impressed by. I mean, I've spent I've spent $80, $90 on presets that impressed me far less than a $15 preset from, from this website. So um, start there and make sure you're purchasing either a mobile or a desktop preset um, because they do work differently for the different programs. Um, and yeah, just download Lightroom Mobile, find a preset that you like, um, and it'll tell you how to upload it on there. And usually the presets, when you buy them, they come with a bundle of different um, kind of lighting options so that it's the same look, but just in different situations. Um, it'll give you the same, same kind of feel for that, for that edit that you're looking for. Um, and then, yeah, just play around with them, see which one you like best. Um, you Usually you'll end up using maybe one or two from a bundle of like six or eight options um, when you purchase the preset. Um, and yeah, just keep using that same one over and over, play around with it, see how, changing the temperature of your photos and the tones of your photos uh, helps them to look more natural or, or more bright. Um, and yeah, once you see what you like, just keep replicating that same, that same process. All right. I hope these seven tips from professional photographer and brand identity expert, Naomi Crate were helpful for you today. And I hope they got your wheels turning and gave you some inspiration for the next time you pull out your phone to take pictures of your space to share. Because if we're spending all of this time taking and editing and posting these pictures, we want to make sure that they're actually going to lead to clients, sales, and bookings. Am I right? All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions or anything like that, feel free to head to the show notes for my website and all of my free and paid resources. And my Instagram profile is linked there as well. So if you want to connect there, please feel free to follow me, send a DM. I love connecting with you guys there. And as always, if you found this episode helpful, the best way you can show support for me or for the show is to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening. All right, playmakers, have an awesome day. I will see you right back here soon.